0: If I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words I ain't here to flip no birds, sit no syrup. Hope the future generations can get this urge Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds uh.
1: It's Nerd Tuesdays What's up, everybody? What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up? Welcome back
2: What's going on, guys? I'm glad to
1: be back too. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, oh, I mean,
3: <laughs> It's fun when you're on. I don't know if the discussion of the movie is gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Not the jury's still out on that one. Um, uh,
2: we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes.
1: <laughs> but, well, Val, Val is back with us as guest host today because again, we we were all excited wanted to talk Suicide Squad today, but we're gonna get into that. So, um, do I go into the announcements first, guys, or should we just introduce ourselves? I don't know. Should we do that? Introduce ourselves. It's your boy, Sebastian.
4: It's your boy, Law. And your boy, Tone, from across the hall.
1: And with us, we have guest hosts uh, un- under me right here, B-Mac. <laughs> 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 so first things first, let's get into the announcements, guys. Um, so this way we can get into our topics because we have a great show. So first up first, if you're not subscribing to us, please do. Please, please. I'm begging you. Begging you because mm-hmm. we have great <laughs> interviews coming out. Challenger Freeze interviews yep. coming out this Friday. Um, again, we have a lot of great interviews. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna just you know spoil it right now. We have over 10 plus creative interviews recorded, prime, ready to go. So if you're not subscribing to the channel, you're missing some awesome creative interviews. Sat down with some awesome people. We're on TikTok, we make fools of ourselves sometimes on TikTok. At least I do. I'm you know, it's I don't know. Sebastian, yeah, and it's Sebastian the Fool. There we go going to make that brand. Um, but yeah, follow us on. Again, subscribe to us, follow us, learn all the new things that are coming out. We got some great things, some great interviews. And again, Chandra Free is coming out this Friday. Um, great, amazing talent and comic creator. Um, so again, I definitely want you guys to hit up that up. in um, Beyond Con. So what I'm going to do for this one is a first is I'm going to share the screen so I could talk more about this show. Okay. Go for it, my man. So InBeyondCon, guys, it's coming out this t- the 28th and the 29th. We got two weeks, three days, 20 hours, 57 minutes, and the seconds keep going. InBeyondCon is um at the end of this month. It's going to be a virtual show, free for general missions for everyone to attend. Um, Just to give you guys a head up, there are over 30 plus panels that are there. So again, NBionCon, um, you guys definitely want to check this out. Um, And if you are a cosplayer, these were just updated today. The cosplay section. So look at that. Does, does, do, if you're a cosplayer and you want to enter into virtual cosplay contests, go here. Go online. Look, there is a $100 Amazon or Apple gift card on the line for the winner. All you got to do is follow the instructions to submit. Again, InBionCon, Um again, it's 28th, 29th. And what you guys can do is use code, get nerdy with it to get 10% off VIP tickets. Um, there is going to be VIP packages that are going to be available there for everyone. So let me stop sharing that one. We're back here. Finally, um, we want to also give a shout out to geeks out Staten Island. We will be there September 5th for the virtual show talking about getting into, um, you know, starting a podcast for anybody who's interested start a podcast. It's going to be a great panel for those who are looking to start a podcast and everything. Um, and we're going to get into the comments because there are comments already flushing in. I just want to get through the announcement guys. But uh, the fifth, um, the fourth is if you're there in person. So September 4th, they will be in person. So anyone around the Staten Island area, you want to go to a con, check them out on September 4th. The website is there. September 5th, it goes virtual for those who can't attend, um, who just want to check it out. So again, September 5th, um, is the virtual show and we will be there on the virtual show talking about getting into, um, paneling and all that. And, um, pretty much doing what we do right now. October 23rd and 24th, Poughkeepsie Galleria Mall Um, and CreditCon is happening. Make sure you check out their website for updates. We know things are happening, but keep on, make sure you check out their website. Also check out Mike Lopez over there in credit chat. Um, again, he has some great interviews that are going up. He just recently had a great uh, sit down with Michael Gracia, who is also on Get In Tune, a host for Get In Tune um also too guys make sure you're checking out the nerds network after the show bunch of great links that are there like for example the medusa's cascade which comes out with new episodes every saturday you get to hear me tony and law as well as the other great cast at and bringing this great dnd podcast here so if you love the world of dnd um come check out because you know kyver is the man um there lies. we go yes yes all lies all lies what up Jerrell
4: <laughs> what's up Jerrell hey, hey. Man, boom she knows,
3: so,
1: she knows without further ado first of all before I bring the, the, the this invasion out because it's technically I'm gonna I'm gonna call it an invasion let's share the screen here so we like to give a lot of different event shout outs as everyone knows and all that um and one of the dope things that is happening this Friday if you're in the New Jersey area is we are wrestling A show that's happening on August 13th at 7 p.m. The address is right there at the Phil Sheridan um, building um, in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Um, We are great supporters for the person who is running this show. Um, And again, they have an awesome... Lineup of talent that is going to put on some great matches for you guys. Um, again, if you love indie wrestling or just love wrestling in general, um, and you're in the New Jersey area or you want to travel to the New Jersey area, uh, make sure you're following We Are Wrestling. And because they are in the building invading us, first off, we want to bring in the big game, Leroy Reed, and the voice of the generation, Pete Rosado. From yeah. We Are Wrestling. Hey.
0: What's going on? What's going on? What's up, up everybody? I mean, this is the first time I've been on this screen, so it's a little surprising, right? Um, (laughs) And and you know what? Let me just say this. Whether you're in Jersey, not in Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Delaware, if you're in the area, Ridgefield Park is right there. It's very quick to get there from anywhere in the tri-state area, even from outside the tri-state area. If you're in New York, guess what? No tolls to pay until you go back home. If you're driving in, right, you go over the GW, you don't even pay the turnpike, you go right over into Ridgefield Park, you only got to worry about coming back home. And trust me, after the show we put on on Friday, you won't even worry about that $16 toll at the GW. (laughs) And if you don't want to pay the toll at all, there are path, path trains, there is New Jersey Transit that will get you there, that will leave early enough to get you back to the city on a very affordable dime. Let me tell you, Friday night is going to be one heck of a show. And I am proud to have Leroy Green with us. Big game Leroy, who's actually a recent addition to the show card, uh, came in to uh, take a place with <laughs> Rob Killjoy. And I've known Leroy for many, many years. And, uh, oh, my great gosh. Too long. <laughs>
5: business,
0: business with Leroy. He'll be part of our five person style scramble match, uh, which will include both Leroy. Uh, El Oso Blanco, Bruno, the kick demon, Jani Kai, the American gangster and member of prolific, Isaiah Wolf, and the colossal one, Mike Law, who is also a trainer over at the Fallout Shelter. Big shout outs to them and Battle Club Pro. Uh, If you're looking for a place to train, there are lots of great wrestling schools. And actually, our pre-show match is going to be a shout out just to that. Our pre-show match is going to include three talents from three schools in the relative area, one in Jersey, one in New York, and one actually up in Maine, the Limitless School, the Limitless Dojo. So we'll be including three students from three prominent wrestling schools in the area. Just to show you, guess what? You may not realize what's out there, but there are a lot of great wrestling schools that are producing the future of professional wrestling.
1: Nice. And you guys what definitely promo. Were, look at That, yeah. Yeah, that, was, that was
0: great. I, that <laughs> one hell of was one there's a problem.
2: little broke
1: All <laughs> that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a he has to live up to that name, voice of a generation. So right, we want right to welcome um, Pete. We want to welcome Leroy. And again, you guys definitely, if you're big wrestling fans, check the show out, follow them, give them the support. And if you're not, he... we'll
0: make you big wrestling fans. Even oh, yeah. if you're not a wrestling fan, first wrestling show, never seen, only ever seen WWE, WWF. Your dad used to tell you, your mom used to tell you, watch AEW, NWA, whatever <laughs> you do. You come out on Friday. I guarantee you when you leave Ridgefield Park on Friday night, you will be a wrestling fan for life.
4: Look, let me let me let me tell you straight up. You can go for your first time and you can be eating a hamburger and then an entertainer can just go right on your lap. It happened to me.
5: (laughs) It happened to me. Uh, It is a good
4: good good time. And and you know, wanted to let you know you're I don't know if C you want to pop up that promo art really quick. I'm looking at that art and I'm just waiting for someone to start singing, You're gonna take me for a ride. Oh yeah, inspiration is very good. Let's let's
2: show it again. Here we go. Here we
5: go.
4: I get ill and MVC two vibes from the car. I don't know if that was
0: done on purpose. It was, it was. We we did a a really cool video game. So I had this really great idea when I first started thinking about this, about really, I was really enamored with the character selection screen from MVC two. And that's what I wanted to do. Uh, But we actually really expanded the motif that we used for the entire build for the show all of the announcements for all of the
5: all
0: of the announcements all of the talent were done using the Super Smash new challenger approaching screen mm-hmm. so we every time we announced the talent for the show you saw a big video pop up on our social media new challenger approaching and then the graphic came in uh, and then the match announcements we actually went Tekken um, and so yeah. all of the match announcements when we made the match announcements came up with the Let's get ready for the next battle. And then it went straight to the match graphic. And then obviously NBC2 for the main graphic. And the cool thing with that graphic is I have that graphic in poster form. And if you purchase a VIP ticket for Friday's show, which are still on sale, brownpapertickets.com, search up We Are Wrestling, you will get a fully- autographed poster of that exact same graphic if you purchase a vip ticket you can buy non-autographed posters at the event if there are any left available uh but we will have those in poster form for fans on friday
1: guys mm-hmm. if, you, if you again wrestling fans if you heard it here first you're going to hear it and again make sure you're checking it out what was that website again pete
0: BrownPaperTickets.com. Search up We Are Wrestling. If you go to our Instagram, We Are Wrestling on Instagram, the link is in the bio. And if you search us up on Twitter, it is on our pinned tweet. You can click right on the ticket link in our pinned tweet. You can also find us on Facebook at We Are Wrestling. If you look up the event, want to be starting something, you will find the ticket link on the event as well.
1: All right. So again, guys, make sure we are resting. So now let's get into the topic of the hour two, the topic two of the hour, which is the Suicide Squad. But before we get into Suicide Squad, there is something that is a bit of a trademark here. Tony, take it away.
4: Yes, we are talking about the capital T, capital article, the Suicide Squad. Not 2016 Suicide Squad. Not bring back hashtag release the air cut Suicide Squad. We are talking about the Suicide Squad. We are going all in on spoilers. Jarrell, you have been warned. George, you have been warned. We're going all in. You all know what happens? Everyone in this fucking movie almost dies. Literally. (laughs) The first 10 minutes, everyone that we thought was going to be in is gone. And we got the main six characters throughout it. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Most people nom, 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 nom. <laughs> 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 so, so I want to get initial thoughts. So uh Leroy, it's your first time on the podcast here. So yeah. I want to get your initial thoughts on Suicide Squad. Um, what are your well actually yeah, give us your initial thoughts when you saw the previews and everything, because I know you didn't get to see too much of the movie, but what are your initial thoughts of the previews um from what you saw versus the um Iron cut and everything?
5: So for, for me it was just tonally like everything was completely different just the composition of like how the colors came out and just how like everything looked. I feel like the DC movies it's not a hot take to say that usually it's a shade of gray, usually everything is very gray, very dark and very gritty. I don't think it's a hot take, I don't think it's controversial. Um and very clearly James Gunn's impact is already clearly felt. Like it was very colorful. I know with the original Suicide Squad there was some comedic elements like at the time it was more comedic than anything else they were doing with the DCEU but like this is clearly it was super comedic they wanted the characters to feel very lighthearted. they wanted them to all feel quirky and funny and relatable even if they're all sociopaths Um and I thought it was really fun and I I feel like it, it definitely gave me the gardens of the galaxy misfits of toys vibe and I I'm sure that's what James Gunn was going for 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 sure you know suicide squad gardens of the galaxy it's a very some similar tropes with this weird sort of pseudo family archetype that isn't really there from a lot of uh whatever the dc's been doing lately mm-hmm.
1: Gerard, <laughs> i will give you my thoughts on that so hold on tight to that val mm-hmm. i want to get your thoughts we were talking in the, in the in the in the green room so please give us your thoughts um the amazing bat girl val
2: um <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was okay. I enjoyed it. It's an enjoyable movie. It's one of the better ones of DC. Um, definitely saw, I, I liked the earlier half more than the later half for me. It was, um, it, the story wasn't completely fleshed out. Some things were thrown in there that um, didn't make sense at certain parts, but it worked for the most part. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was just okay. I, I like it. I'm not blown out of the water for it though.
1: And um we see Tones Nemesis has taken in there. Um Pete, this is a match that you can have to book is uh Mayhem Mike taste on tone. Um pacing was all over the place. So well, I'm gonna get yeah. you for that one. Love the beard, lol.
3: Oh, thank you, Mike. <laughs> Editing,
1: Editing was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna get into that, rather. I mean, again oh, it, I, I w- again
2: I have this I, specific thing that irks my soul throughout th- at the end. It was just but we'll talk about it.
1: Well, we're going to talk about it. We're <laughs> Gerald Ger- 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 likes to jump. We're going to bring him in, but we have to make sure his internet connection works. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Gerald. Wow. love you, brother. Love you, brother. But um, look, George, you can know, see as right. we were talking in booking matches and everything, Pete, what were your initial thoughts on Suicide Squad?
0: Um, I mean, I thought it was really. So I'm really a big fan of a lot of the kind of one off um, and really like D list villains, anti-heroes that they were using. It was, like, really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, you know, talking about, like, little things that mess with you, like, especially when you think of, like, that opening scene and what happens before we get into the main story, it's just, like, you mean to tell me, like, and, and again, <laughs> this it's is something that I'm concerned about, but you mean to tell me we paid all these top-dollar Hollywood salaries for certain <laughs> main actors just to have them in for, like, a handful of scenes? <laughs> Um, like so I, I felt, really, uh, and the only one I really felt bad about was um, was Captain Boomerang. I actually really enjoyed yeah. him from I, the first one. It um, it was such a waste, yeah. I mean, I mean, then again, I don't <laughs> mind, I don't mind Pete Davidson, I don't mind Falula Borg, I don't mind some of them going, um, but my
2: gal was hilarious,
0: but yeah. Mongo was, you know, but when you look at the way I thought the movie was done, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of the things that I really like about DC and that they have yet to realize themselves is that when they allow themselves to do movies that are in its own vacuum while mentioning other properties, it works. Mm-hmm. Aquaman mm-hmm. worked because it was a movie solely encapsulated about Aquaman with small little like mm-hmm. little things that mentioned other things going on in the universe. Wonder Woman worked because it wasn't bogged down by what else was going on in the universe and suicide squad. Even this one to me worked because it wasn't really outside of like the, um, the mention of like, why, uh, um, um, uh, blood sport is in prison outside of the mention to why he's in prison and outside of like Harley's little exposés and things like that, it wasn't bogged down by anything else happening in the DC universe. Um, so it can happen in its own vacuum. And that's when their, their movies tend to work. Um, like right. I, yes. I, I, do, I do have to agree though. I was not a fan of like the hyper of like the, hyper-focus on the title transitions.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: With all of that, I was just like, I feel like it was just way too Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, I get that he was pulling on what works, and it worked, don't get me wrong, but I was like, I want to see a DC movie, not something that looks like cut and paste from the MCU. (laughs) Um, But other than that, I thought the characters were great. I got to give James Gunn a lot of credit. I think only James Gunn could have made me care about Polka Dot Man yes. the way that he did. Um like when you think about the level of villains that they use for the ones who survive, right? It's just like, Wow, I actually give a crap about polka dot man. I actually think this guy could be good. Uh I love the way that they worked Ratcatcher 2 story. I love that backstory. Mm-hmm. Um so I love what a lot of it was and big, big ups. ups, big ups to Viola Davis. She has stolen both movies. Viola Davis deserves a best actress Academy award because that woman as <laughs> Amanda Waller, there should never be another Amanda Waller. But
1: Viola Day. Oh no, they can't. They can't. I mean, I want to get. I'm going to get you and Tony's thoughts in a second, but Well, that's why the MCU will always be better. Um yeah, they It can't be the movie <laughs> into itself and be part. Well, I'm, I'm going to go into my theory really quick, and I want to get. Um, then I'm going to pick um Law and then Tony. Um, the first Suicide Squad movie for me, DC. Um, I'm not going to say they limited ire, but they wanted something to kind of mimic what guardians and deadpool was doing at the time because if you notice the first trailers for their first suicide squad movie was dark but then all of a sudden we had these light trailers with music and everything so i felt like that's why the first suicide squad movie fell all over the place and then they were just adding people like the joker i remember just reading that mm-hmm. james Gunn wanted to do a superman in this movie too i'm glad they did didn't and they just left it on the characters so that's what kind of made this stand out to me i mean there are elements in this movie i think didn't work but there are elements that just worked a lot better than a lot of the other dc movies is it the greatest movie no is it a fun movie yes it is a fun movie just to watch um yes the plot at sometimes can get a little bit all over the place, but let's be honest. Um, they gave us John Cena and Tidy Wise. I didn't see it, but you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> cool and I was it. laughing. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like they gave us anti Cena. It's like he played this goody two shoes in the WWE for so long, and then to have him play this was like the role he was born to play. And it was this dude. He just hit it out the park. I mean, um, I just want to see the bag of dick memes now. So, but uh, and long you wonder
0: why wrestling fans. You wonder why wrestling fans for a long time wanted to see, see Cena play a bad guy because he can play a douche very, very well. Absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah,
5: no, I big agree. Big agree.
0: <laughs>
1: no, Jero. Oh. <laughs> Behave oh yourself. God. Only when they have brown streaks. Um, Go ahead, Law. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? Wow. <laughs> I, got, what? I got to put Jero on the go, corner. Go meet, oh meet
2: yourself.
0: Go Yo. meet yourself.
3: <laughs> Again. So, <and> <laughs>
2: And,
0: wow, and You I know did. what? Another big up to to I believe it was uh, Sly Sly Stallone who voiced King Shark. Like, uh, yes, did he? he I didn't. Did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So he did. that was Good. Stallone is the voice of King Shark, and Nummy. I mean, I mean, how do you not fall in love with that character? Oh, mm-hmm. we're gonna get
1: into it with the character. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. Between but go ahead, and, on, What were your thoughts?
0: You had your like baby Groot and adult Groot, and like King Shark, and then Sebastian the Rat. Right. You know, right. The, the cutest two things to to see in that movie. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Yeah. Uh, initial you... thoughts? Go in uh,
3: so I would say better than the first one for sure. The first mm-hmm. one felt like it was going somewhere and then went way off the reservation path. Like we we're just like, "Where are you going? That's not that's not how you do this." This felt like all right, we're gonna do a fresh take, like you said. It exists in a vacuum, which is probably the better move. But it felt like two different plots that they were trying to make work, a little bit. Um, overall, you know, dope, interesting characters. Whatever the case is, like I like that they literally were like, we're going to bottom of the barrel, get you some like people that we never heard of, and get you not only like in- interested in them, but invested in them, and like see like where they're gonna go. Um, were there parts that like I was like whatever absolutely absolutely is this one of my favorite dc movies absolutely not um, <laughs> but it wasn't you know it wasn't the first one which is not saying a lot but it is if that makes sense i think only like like we've said james gunn only could have done this movie and like done it the way it was supposed to be done i think it was too too much of Guardians for what he wanted to do, like it felt. It felt too like we're gonna have fun. and It's like we get it. We get it. We can have definitely fun. feel the influence. We mm-hmm. can have fun, but remember, like Suicide Squad is literally just like like I I want Suicide Squad Assault on Arkham. Like it can still have its moments of fun, but still be like, oh shit, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are true. my initial thoughts for the most part. Tony. All Take right. us away with
1: your thoughts, and then we're going to get into characters.
4: All right, all right, all right, all right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's like the night and day difference between a Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad. Like, you know, Law was saying, the first Suicide Squad is you are in perpetual recalculating mode on the GPS when you're driving. It's just all over the place. This one... Um, I'm, you know, like what we've been talking about with everything with the DCEU, self contained plots are tend to be what works for the DCEU at this point of where we're at. And it just, they tried to keep it as simple as possible and add in a couple wrinkles, go into this country, get the information. You find out that America was the one with Star You and all this other stuff. I think, you know, Starfish. it felt, yeah, Starfish. It felt very much like Guardians of the Galaxy, but I also mm-hmm. was walking into this like, how is it not going to feel like Guardians of the Galaxy right i, I walked mm-hmm. into it expecting it to be a rated R version of Guardi- uh, of Guardians with uh with 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 James Gunn kind of being able to do whatever the hell he wants and not worry about Disney shareholders telling him you can't do this and Right, i think I think we got that from this film, we're and also we're surprised we get, that DC yeah.
3: that DC didn't like put their claws on it. I more. mean,
4: it's it's also at, but they're also at a point of like we just need to let these people do because apparently every time we get involved, the shit sucks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, every time. Yeah. Every time that's what we're seeing with, you know, David Ayer had had voiced out his, his piece and said that they took his movie and they did what they did with it because of the reaction of Guardians of the galaxy. We go from dark dreary, gray filter to fucking queen in your, in your trailers. So, right. So I think they let him do whatever he did. We got a satisfactory kind of product. Uh, I think the highlights of the movie are the character moments. me yeah yeah um every character had their moment and that's to me what carries it and not the plot because there really there really wasn't much you can do with the plot i felt without interacting with the other bigger dceu uh characters so i agree law uh, assault on arkham would have been really would have been dope but then they have to go into the murky waters of interacting with established characters potentially in Gotham and they see right. how that goes.
0: They don't even yeah. know what they're doing with yet. Which they like, don't they even, have yeah. A problem. Exactly. They don't yeah. know what they're doing with their larger properties that there's so much confusion about what's happening with Superman, what's happening with Batman, what's happening with all these other things that you can't it's go into convoluted. those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, yeah.
2: They throw so much at you and try and, and then don't follow through on what they intend in the first place. So then it's just a dead, like, Piece thrown at you, like, and it didn't. It doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't even. They they don't. They try to do what Marvel does, but it doesn't work for them. Yeah. So they yeah. need to learn uh-huh. their own lane, and that's the problem.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna pick on Gerald because Gerald says James Gunspace all my shit. So because yeah, it was essentially <laughs> he knows how. <laughs> I mean, but
2: I, whatever. Let him. Let him. Do let him. him. Yeah.
1: He can do whatever it's, he wants.
2: It's, it's his so tone. Apparently, you're supposed to have a lobster roll.
1: of so uh, about that. Big ass sandwich that Tone had no, last no, time. No,
4: it was a wild time. I had a lobster but, um, roll. I've had, I've had many lobster rolls down here in South
5: Jersey. So, But just... <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: wow. Tone, I'm glad yeah. you brought up character moments because that was the biggest difference in this movie is that there were more character moments. There were more time for the characters to shine. It felt like more of seeing the characters because, again... um. Like, for example, we felt that the the big mistake with David Ayers was that, okay, we're just going to throw Batman in here. We're going to throw um, – it was trying to get that Batman tone. It didn't feel like the movie had its own tone. And I keep using tone. Sorry, tone. But um, this is like, you know, we had a different tone because we saw more of the character moments, more of the characters – and it was a little bit more tongue-in-cheek and fun. Um, so I'm going to ask everybody, who were some of their favorite characters in the movie? Why were some of these guys your favorite characters? We can just start throwing out characters right now because there are so many characters that did appear in this movie. Even if we had them for a brief second, rest in peace, Boomerang. I am so sorry. Wait, hold up. George, It Idris in my scene and his daughter was the best scene in the movie. Yeah, that was that funny. That was
2: hilarious was when they cursed each other out.
1: Iron Man, I thought that the rebel camp rescue scene was funny and twisted. Well, yes, it was, too. Yes, it was, but you, what was something <laughs> against I, had,
4: I had a feeling like part of it I was like... I had a feeling like, the these... moment that
2: flag was caught.
4: Yeah, like these guys are movie. way too like calm and chill. They're home. And
2: talking for they them. weren't like, on like, a yeah. government. They weren't on defense. It wasn't protecting anything. It wasn't like a government ran thing. So when flag was caught. I was like, okay, he's, I knew he was safe. It was like the fact that they sent me, she said to kill everyone. I'm thinking Waller knew that they were, they weren't there. And she did that on purpose. So when I see that some of my friends was like, oh, I didn't even know that was going to happen that way. It was so funny. I was like, but I saw that. I was, and I was, I seemed to be the only one who really caught it, but it was, that scene was hilarious. It was yeah. just crazy. The, the exploding it's bullets. It
0: between yeah, yeah. Love Sport and, and and peacemaker
2: mm-hmm. exactly it was we- a,
0: it was a very good scene
2: Weasel dying in the very beginning, drowning. His screaming and the <laughs> was I laughed so hard it was so bad watching this guy die and drown. But it was did anybody check to see if he could swim? And I started dying. Yo,
1: for real, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it was just Played suicide. So, so we, we Leroy. What we're gonna do is give you homework. So when you see it, we want to get your reactions from yeah. all these scenes. Just post it.
2: I don't mean it, it's, it's a yeah. spoiler.
5: No, 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 no. It's, you're all good. I mean, I'm just gonna send you a whole gallery of like pictures dude. of me and just like literally all my reactions to every single scene right
2: <laughs>
1: we're gonna call that every works. single scene so it's like like even like you know the jellyfish scene. Uh, is a what up with it that was weird oh, wait, nom- nom- nom? num 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 nums Uh and, and so it was going to be a tender father yeah i mean i i, I, I again you just all playing bloodsport how did you guys feel when you got to see bloodsport interacting with his daughter that,
2: that was, was a great scene so that was good. a great scene. It was acted well. It was hilarious, and he basically was like, "Bro, I didn't want your ass in the fucking first place. Why are you oh, here?" For real. But <laughs> like, I, I tried to I fucking love that get rid of you, but the same energy. Me, yeah, yeah. It was she. She delivered it though. It was good. She, the fact that they, it was it was done well. That that probably was. I think Idris was a good character for the most part throughout his the. I, he just was. There were certain parts he was underplayed in. Um, when they wanted to highlight other ones. But he did well. I, one of my favorite characters had to be Sebastian. It's the cutest thing and I hate rats, but that he made me love him. Um, and uh, I think, what's his name? Um, God, Polka Dot Man. I, I think that, oh. I, did, I don't even know who this person is. Like I don't know his character, I don't know his story, but he was so interesting to me. He- I think-
3: the The actor is like really who sold it because he always yeah. plays yeah. really great characters like
2: that and it was actually so good. Well, i want to give called, the oh you were the crazy one i am
1: i want to <laughs> give that actor a shout out because this is not the first time he's played a comic book character he's been on the David flash he, yeah he's been on the flash he was an ant-man as one of the friends he's been on a lot he's, he's been, been in some of the batman movies man. yeah oh
2: yes the boogeyman so he i was, remember
0: now an Man.
1: But Pete, let's let, let us weigh, weigh in on some characters that you like, man. Come on, I know you got um, characters.
0: Well, yeah, no, and you know what I love about Idris and everybody we're talking about, like his, his scene with his daughter. It like, if you really looked at that, how that scene was played, um, it, it it does not, it does not read as like somebody who really didn't want his daughter. It was someone. It read literally as someone who understood. He had nothing to give her mm-hmm. and he wanted to make sure that she was well off and and said to her, do this, do this, do this, otherwise stay away from me because he cared too much, but couldn't do enough. Um, and that, it really yeah. helped foreshadow at the end because you see it in his connections with Ratcatcher too, and the yeah. way that he's very connected um, to, to her in that, in that movie. Uh, and even the way he's like, he is with Harley sometimes, you can see that, um, he, he he's a caring person. Uh, and it really foreshadows that scene at the end where his daughter is like super duper proud of him. Yeah. um, and, and goes around saying that that's, that's my dad. Um, I really, really loved, um, Rat Catcher 2. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, I really like how – I almost want to see more of Ratcatcher 2 just because I feel like they didn't get enough screen time, even though they were on the screen for a lot. But they didn't do a lot. Um, Peacemaker was great, um, but I I could see that character getting old quick. Yeah. Like annoying very quickly. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how they tweak that character – going into his solo series moving forward. Um, Is it it a series or is (laughs) it a a series? Yeah, it's a show.
5: Yeah.
0: (sighs) Yeah, same. And then, I mean, yeah, the weasel scene was hilarious. Uh, Harley, I thought, was really, really great. I thoroughly enjoyed the scene when Harley shot the dictator. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Because, and then the little expose she goes on, just kind of talking about like why. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Harley was played so beautifully, like when they went to, to rescue her and she's already out and she's just like, I'll go back if you want to do it. I really like how they how DC has realized that the money in Harley Quinn is turning her into what the new 52 and later iterations of DC comics turned her into as more of like that anti-hero, really kind of like almost a hero kind of character. Uh, And, and Margot Robbie plays her spectacularly. Mm -hmm. Um, That's another one where it's like, I can't see Harley Quinn being played by anyone else. Um, but to me, honestly, King Shark wins the day. King Shark, King Shark and Amanda Waller to me were the, be- are yeah. the best two played characters in that movie. Um, you know, King Shark is so adorably dumb <laughs>
2: but
0: smart at the same time but then when he goes off, you see how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. and it's it's really great to see and then obviously Amanda Waller I just I just love the way that she like you can almost see like amanda Amanda Waller actually cares about the suicide squad a little bit like when she re- is reluctant to just automatically kill them all at the end uh but she understands like she has a business to run and she has to do it the way that she does it mm-hmm. um I enough I like starro i i <laughs>
2: I was not a
1: fan of that at all. Can I give my, can I give my, um, and then i want to get Tony By on this. Um, Starro kind of reminded me of Bebo from legends. Cause that's instantly what me and my wife thought was Bebo from legends. And <laughs> I have to say, it's funny because this is the second time we're seeing King shark grace the screen because the first time is in the flash. And it's, it's really interesting. The version that gun chose. Because the King Shark version we get in the Flash is very violent, very angry. He's smart, mm-hmm. whereas in this, it's like we got num nums. It was like it was just very simple. It was like again, and and Sylvester Stallone got the uh, Van Diesel treatment. I'm just gonna say a bunch of little funny lines, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm tagging you in now. I'm I'm, I'm tagging you in. Oh,
2: thank you, okay. George. All right.
4: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Pete, Pete hit a lot of the points that uh, had a lot of the scenes that I was really into. Uh, I wanted to I, just talk about King Shark. Like, I love King Shark. I like what they did with him. Uh, I think it's great. Seabass <laughs> talks about how James Gunn is able to use a different version of King Shark versus The Flash. But what I was really comparing him to was the version of King Shark we get in the Harley Quinn TV show. Uh, because he's a, he's a vastly different character. Just a book smart type type of character, but will go off on a rage the minute he, he like smells blood. And he's like, he's very comedic. And, and I think it was really cool to see a different side of him and what James Gunn was able to do. Cause we all have like these different, different, uh, ideas of who he is and a great, great different point from killer croc that we got in the first suicide squad, which I felt was a big fucking waste to get your, like just, just a fucking awful, awful character. And mm-hmm. to the points with Harley Quinn, I, to me, between her and King Shark, she carries the fucking movie. I think Margot Robbie is, uh, as Harley Quinn was the best decision they made from the first Suicide Squad, and seeing her develop as a character through all of her movies has led up to this, where Margot Robbie can do no wrong and should be playing Harley Quinn for the foreseeable future. She's like, I the want... Will
2: Smith of this movie. Yeah,
4: and, 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 I, and I want to see if they do a movie with her and a Poison Ivy character, and seeing how those two work together that'd be interesting Um, that would be interesting like whether Mm -hmm. they go down the relationship line or having them just be really good friends like how the animated show first starts doesn't really matter but i want to see her in that role moving forward because i think we'll get uh i think that could be the next really successful dc dc movie is something starring something starting with her but you know the moments that everyone's been kind of touching on the same moments i've had i'm you know they really they really got to me so
1: Mm -hmm. i find it george I'm telling George um, because I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like again, when I saw that fight with Starro, I'm going to give everybody a challenge out there. Look up legends of tomorrow. Look up legends of tomorrow versus mm. Bemo, and then watch uh, the Suicide Squad versus Starro and tell me which fight you thought was better. Because I mean, again, it's a fucking kaiju. Let's be honest, we got a kaiju fight.
2: That was hilarious <laughs> when he said that. Oh my god, a kaiju! Oh,
0: kaiju. We <laughs> got a kaiju um, up in the Kaiju in this. <laughs> Honestly, I mean it's was... it, and I felt bad cuz Starro, you know, they you could do a lot with Starro. Obviously, if you if you're following uh recent DC comics, I mean Starro essentially becomes a uh well, a version of Starro becomes a new Robin, right? Um in, in Jaro, um uh Batman ends up adopting weird, a spore a spore of uh of Starro who kind of like becomes a new Robin. Um, because Starro actually like sacrifices uh, itself to save the DC universe, which needs saving every 10 years let's, or so. Let's,
1: let's be honest, Batman just likes taking random broken kids and then putting them in bright colors to make them what they're known as targets,
0: right? Oh, wow, that's- <laughs> uh, nice that's- that big ups to DC Comics for uh the big uh the big uh revelation. I don't want to say revelation, but the coming out of Tim Drake. Um, -hmm. in in DC comic, um, it's really awesome to see that kind of representation, especially with big name characters like a Tim Drake Robin. Um, Mm -hmm. to say that is also to say what to go with Tone was saying about Harley and, and Poison Ivy. I wonder if DC is willing to take that leap and really position Margot Robbie and the Harley Quinn character as the truly um bisexual, almost polyamorous character that the Harley Quinn that we see in the recent run of graphic novels and comics that she is. Um, And it'd be really interesting to see if DC is willing to go down that route and put their money on that because it would be good to see. But I also find it funny that DC can do great with Aquaman, who for all intents and purposes is a ancillary character. When you really think about how he's been treated prior to what they did with Jason Momoa, Mm -hmm. uh, they did great with the first wonder woman movie who was in no way an ancillary character, but you know, for a lot of people, when you really think about the big heavies of DC, they have dropped the ball on probably the easiest of DC properties in Batman in superman repeatedly but seem for some reason to always be able to do something really spectacular with very ancillary characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I want to ask you guys a uh, question because again for <sighs> anybody could chime in. Um, actually, Leroy, you could chime in on this. Yeah. Um, is where do you see the future of the Suicide Squad movies going? The future of the characters? I know Pete, you already touched up that, or someone touched up on the panel that you know we don't know how Peacemaker is going to do with his own show. But where would you like to see the future of the Suicide Squad franchise go? Do you want to see James Gunn direct more um, Suicide Squad movies? Do you want to yeah. see more characters thrown in there? I mean, go ahead, um, Leeway, take it away.
5: Yeah, it's it's really interesting because like I've asked my friends a similar question where I'm like, where do we want the DC in general movies to go? Because I think that kind of dictates the entire pace. They spent the last six, seven years trying to build this DC universe that just wasn't working and it culminated in a Justice League movie that was so, uh, the original movie was so boring or so whatever and so blah that they had to release a Snyder cut to actually like please the people and then right. they still went oh yeah but we're not releasing that as our series of movies like that we were just giving you a snyder cut we're not giving you right. the other two movies so i mean i would hope that they would just continue what they've been doing as of late where they just i feel like they they get messed up when they get too ambitious and they try to make a whole universe out of everything and they just if you stay focused on making a consistently good movie and a sequel to it i think that's just where they got to start I love the idea of just doing a James Gunn suicide squad and just leaving that as their own little universe. Maybe they make brief mentions to the Batmans and the whoever's and they kind of Did you guys see Mantis in there? You
2: guys yes. just, yeah. you played really yeah. exotic dancers. Yeah. yeah.
1: They, it's funny that there's a lot of actors who were in Marvel, uh make those small cameos in there and all that Taika too. was rack actress dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I kind of agree with you, Joro, like, with that. Like it's gonna be interesting where they go since Flag is now dead. Um, they that. made me
3: care about oh. a flag in this one. Like I- the first movie felt like, all right, we get it. You're like the, the the asshole guy. But the second movie you can immediately see when he got when Harley came on the on the screen, he was like, All right, cool. Like I got my mm-hmm. I got my squad back. Like I, I don't know who the rest of the chuckle fucks are, but like yeah. I got like, at least I didn't some, pick this
0: team. I, I yeah. didn't pick all but like some of these guys I recognize and Flag I'm, I'm was cool the only one who played like they'd done this before. Like Flag was really the only Flag and Flag, Boomerang and, and Harley, their characters read as if there was a movie before this. They yeah, were yeah. the only ones who the, the way that they interacted kind of told you they had interacted before.
2: Up until the end, I, for me, I've, I didn't like the switch of oh, I'm going to expose everybody and give the get the try to get the. It was like a way to get to show Cena flip the script. It wasn't fleshed out correctly. And why would you choose Flag to all of a sudden now want to expose the government that you work? You work for a covert ops group that kills villains. Right. Like why all of a sudden you grew a conscience? Because this is what you do, bro. You've been doing it. I, I, I just didn't like that transition out of nowhere and then for him to die. It was just a way to set up Cena. Crazy shit. Right. This is the thing. And he never stopped once to think about, oh, I'm, this isn't right anymore. What? Why? Why do you care all of a sudden? And that wasn't like, I can understand him caring about his scene, but he knows this is a business and this is what he does. It's a, it's a suicide squad. Like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I I, think, I think
4: they, uh, you know, they really kind (laughs) of showed. (laughs) Sorry. I was so uh... agitated with that, that part. I'm sorry. No, no, it it doesn't. I think, I think they really tried to give it to you in his seeds of doubt when he realized that there was a second team. So like you've got the first team going in and they all know what the deal is and they all got, and they all, you know, and Blackguard, you know, sells, sells them out and almost everyone gets killed and he finds out there was a second team. And so I don't think it did a good enough job to transition to what he decides to do. Yeah. But I think that was probably the reason the seed they decided to give us to be like, this is why he's having a change of heart because now he feels betrayed. Where in the first one, you go out, do your thing, don't fuck with me, or I'm gonna blow you up like she did to Slipknot, and he was like,
0: all right, well, whatever, I'm gonna do. Also, my how mind. does Blackguard sell them out if he's in prison? I don't know.
2: Yeah, that that does. That. That
0: that how is, does that make no, sense? Make that it make No sense. sense to me. Like how did Blackguard sell them out considering that they're in bell reeve and bell reeve is what bell reeve is. Um, that made no sense to me.
1: I mean, Uh, what, what would have made sense with that is that if Waller had known about that ahead of time, because it's like, that's why she sent the two teams. If they had shown something like that in a flashback scene of giving Pete Davidson some more time with showing that and Waller, knowing about that, like okay, your guys are gonna be the Patsy while the other team goes into the back door. That right. would have made that scene make much more sense.
2: It <laughs> it
1: doesn't. It does tell them what you're mad about. But no let's let's, let's go back has
2: always
3: never or has always felt like the group is expendable. He never himself felt expendable.
1: Yeah. Right. Especially and, with Waller. Yeah. And again, that, that's something that we probably could have seen more fleshed out, which I agree. And it would have made sense with the whole Cena versus um, Rick Flagg scene right there. Um, again, but um, I mean, where do you guys think the future is going? Because now even Gerald pointed out, which is true, Flag is dead. Where do you guys see the future for the Suicide Squad movie? Where do you, do you Who do you see as the replacement for that? Because I, I don't think it's going to be Peacemaker because he's getting his own series. Well, uh, we- to lead the team? Yeah, to lead the team. Where do you think the suit Where do you think the future of the Suicide Squad movies are going? I
4: mean, I After don't think this. it's I don't think it's with any of these characters.
3: You the it, team is it just they, intended
2: to come back?
4: You know,
3: I don't. I don't feel like it's it because of what she said. She's like, I I told you I'm gonna make you a, a, a leader to uh, to yeah, Bloodsport. I, I feel like they're trying to push for that. I don't know if that's gonna be the case. I don't know if you're gonna be able to pull Idris for another one. But like, we'll see. I mean, it, if he is. It feels very like um, he just happens to be the name. You know what I mean, Mm -hmm. right? Because I like him, but they didn't. I don't feel like like as much as uh, they translated his character from the comics to the character on screen, and we liked him. It what he was he wasn't the most memorable. Blow me like performance blew me away. Part of the the movie, yeah.
4: You know, I I don't know. I think we're just kind of we're just I think we're just stuck. With, yeah we don't know what dCEU is doing and it's just kind of like they don't know how, what they're doing <laughs> they don't know what they're about, right so like how can we say uh I we want X amount of of suicide squad movies when we're like where are they gonna fall like are we just going to blindly accept movies in the Nexus and just be like this is what it's gonna be or try to use some of these characters that the, that James Gunn was able to flesh out in some way and then Push them in a different direction. Maybe not be the main antagonists, but just have them show up. I mean, we don't have a bunch of Guardians movies, but we know they're coming out. But then they're getting—they got used. Guardians One, Guardians Two, Avengers: Infinity War, End Game, and then we're going to get, you know, As Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, mm-hmm. like how many Suicide Squad you... movies do we need before we have like, what the fuck are you doing with your universe? And I think that's that's kind of I I, I want to know where we're at because then I think we're just pulling characters out of a hat, and that could just be an animated movie.
1: Well, now I want to get mean, into. I mean, Go ahead, they do me, that. Well.
2: They do their animation well. So I mean, why not? If that's what works for them, they don't have to do what Marvel does. That's that. That don't do. They don't do what Marvel does well. So yeah, that, that don't do what Marvel does. That don't work in
1: a fucking shareholder. Well, that's <laughs> that's 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 really not true because <laughs> they up until like you know, and we were not counting anything after Crisis. They did well with getting up to Crisis on the CW shows. So they showed that they oh, could I do another have- show division. But it's for some reason on the studio level where they're doing the movies, they can't fucking do it. But I, wanna, I don't want to well, be I'm too sick. much into that.
0: Animated DC kills. Yeah. Television DC properties kill. But the minute they get up to big time movies, and again, and we talked about this on previous nerd uh, episodes, you know, it's they wanted too badly to be Marvel. They yes. wanted to have the same success that Marvel had, but they tried to hot shot it. And yes. that was the problem. People forget, or I don't want to say people forget, DC fails to realize Incredible Hulk, Wonder, uh, Iron Man, Iron Man. Or Captain uh, Captain America the First Avenger were all stand-alone movies there yes. was outside of the post credit scenes that tied everything together so outside of tony stark walking into that bar and and meeting thunderbolt ross outside of nick fury showing up to tell cap this is what year it is outside of those post credit scenes they literally did all of their first movies as standalone vacuum movies you could watch that whole phase one and not be confused by anything. They completely fleshed out the individual characters and used small scenes to tie them together. And then Avengers was really focused on how do we bring you together now? And how do we do that? How do we, what was separate and bring it together? And then in phase two, you started to see them do movies that referenced other things because now you have that leeway because Mm -hmm. now someone going to see Iron Man more than likely is going to completely understand what has happened. They're going to be somewhat caught up. What DC tried to do from the very beginning was try to come out and say, we're just gonna put all of this together in one shot. We're gonna bring everybody together we're gonna do a Batman movie that's gonna involve Superman, and Superman's gonna be in there. People are gonna know the connection, and then we're gonna have Wonder Woman show up in that movie before her own movie. But then the biggest problem was even if you were gonna do that, the problems became there were so many hanging hanging chads. There were so many different things that didn't correlate. For example, Wonder Woman shows up in BVS, but the storyline you give her there doesn't correlate. With the storyline that then comes to fruition in the Wonder Woman movie, or you have Superman one happening, and then that doesn't really correlate with what the Superman story ends up being once you start integrating him into that Batman universe, or you know, so there's so many different things where it's like
2: that they give us a Bat- Ben Affleck's Batman with nothing to go on,
0: <laughs> right? No, and so not- the puzzle pieces, the puzzle pieces didn't fit. They were trying to make them fit. They were literally trying to put square pegs into round holes and act like we were supposed to be okay with it. And now they're trying to backtrack and do everything and try to make everything. Oh, now we're gonna make it a multiverse. We're gonna do the whole flash thing and open it up. And all of that was a different universe. And, and it, it's almost as if everything they're trying to do to fix it makes it worse.
1: Well, I'm going to give my thoughts because I agree with you, Pete. I agree with Jarell. He's in the comments going off. I agree with everything that's been said about that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I had fun with the Suicide Squad movie. I thought it was fun. But yeah, DC, with Marvel's first phase, it's like they had a big picture already there, but they focused on the individual characters because you could see Thor 1 was rushed, but they still focused on Thor. And at the end, they focused on throwing in small elements to let you know it was a bigger universe, whereas DC rushed it. They rushed it really quick instead of focusing on... Like, Batman should have had his solo movie before they did Batman versus Superman. We should have got Wonder Woman in her (laughs) solo movie before we saw them together in an ensemble movie. Um, Whereas Marvel, they did that. And originally, Ant-Man at some point was supposed to be in Phase 1, but because it didn't fit the docket in the story, they pushed it back. Because they were like they wanted to try to get the original vendors ready, and they were like, "Yeah, Man's gonna feel too rushed." Because again, they realized they were door and all that. Uh, and what they did is that they planned out their movie. So it's and and that shows you that again, which I agree with Jarell. Feige is a mastermind. You have a Kevin Feige that's been there. Um, who was really masterminding this whole scene and everything, and the Justice League? Um, or just Justice League? What causes made a sense of that? Yeah. It and again, I I agree. It just it, the weeding cut didn't make sense. None of none of that stuff made sense because they were rushing it. But I don't want to spend too much on the future of DC because we know right now that they're, they're still trying to to mop up what they have. I want to get into a fun question because I want to know who you guys thought was going to be the first pick to go out.
2: I want to know who on. you guys. Yeah, I
1: want to know. We're gonna do a Deadpool here, real quick. Of seeing who did you guys think was going to bite the dust, and did you guys <laughs> expect that big <laughs> scene in the beginning?
2: Um, I, I, I think in the beginning when I first saw the original lineup, I honestly thought Javelin was going to be a waste. Um, and TDK, I guess those are the two that I felt like were just fillers, kind of thing. Um. They all but <laughs> it doesn't make a difference.
3: <laughs> I, I was thinking Blackguard. Like, I, I was just like, mm, he, he just yeah. seems like he's just going to do something dumb.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Prove uh, the uh, right.
5: Leroy, mm-hmm. what do you think was going to bite the dust first? Uh, I, honestly, early on, I kind of thought, like, polka <laughs> Polkadot was going to die, <laughs> which obviously, like, I just, I don't know. I just kind of was like, um, okay, this guy's in the movie. All right. Yeah. TDK <laughs> is
2: hilarious. That's his name. Do we letter. know if it actually
3: stands for anything? Yes, um, the, the Detachable Kid. kid. The Detachable oh Kid.
2: The detachable kid. They ended up saying it later um, when he pulls his arms out in the beginning. It was just stupid. Best
1: reaction is when Harley Quinn looks at you and goes, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 Who you thought was going to be your first pick to die?
0: Um, I, I will say polka dot man was up there uh, in that in that lineup for me but I also thought um, that I also thought that uh, Pete Davidson's character was gonna go mostly because I just hate Pete Davidson um and I was just like <laughs>
5: Jesus
0: mostly mostly I looked at Pete Davidson's casting and I just went completely Yvonne Drago with it I was like if he dies he dies I don't care like, <laughs> that, that's it um but yeah also, uh, great job on Gunn giving us like the the Calendar Man cameo um, in mm-hmm. in Belle Reve. Like you know, again, those obscure characters just in there, kind of doing those things. I don't even
2: know who that is. What? Who did I miss? Yeah,
0: they go Calendar with
2: oh, okay, okay.
1: Which um, again, that's the second character that James Gunn's brother played in the movie.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. outside of weasel.
1: Tone, who was your first pick to die? Who who did you think? Weasel. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I, I, well, I feel like, that, like we all
4: wanted. Weasel I want. To die I first, want. No, I, I, don't, was, I don't. think we said. Yeah, he's gonna die. I first. thought he was gonna die first because we already have an animal, and there was no way King Shark was dying early, if at all.
1: Yeah, that I mean, makes it's,
2: sense. That's good logic and uh, saying. Oh. Big brain over here.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I. That's fair you know If I gotta be honest. Here's the funny thing mostly because I didn't do any research into like contracts or anything, but I was kind of crossing my fingers that they didn't kill Harley. I had this weird feeling that they were going to go in a direction of just saying, since (laughs) we're resetting everything, and just drop her, yeah. And I I would have been sad, I got a little bit.
1: She she's safe. She was the one that's safe. They're not gonna yeah. Die. yeah, no um. way.
2: What's um this guy's name, the one who was um in Guardians, the, the the one with the blonde long hair?
1: Oh, oh, Michael Roker. Uh, um he was Savant.
2: Savant. Savant. Who Who is this character? I've never he, even heard of he him He is at all. the
1: Batman's Rogues Gallery. He is an obscure Batman's Rogue character and Most it was just this funny. Is Batman's yes movie. it is. Yeah. yeah. All of DC is mostly a Batman's role gallery. Yeah. Well,
0: the the more is, obscure you even, get, even, are, if we Batman, Batman. <laughs> even if they aren't a the Batman, villain, Batman has kind of fought everybody's villains at some point. Yeah, yeah. Like, As I said, it's
1: it's well, yeah, not point,
3: it's not the, the next DC universe.
0: Squad, the nice Suicide
3: Squad, I guarantee, is going to have Condiment King. <laughs> I
1: guarantee. It. I, that's, yeah, Listen, I, so they need they need
2: Kite Man.
3: You know, all of these
2: guys, everything you're naming, because I don't follow DC as much as I do Marvel, sounds this is why I focused on Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Just just confirming it for me why Marvel is so much better. Listen, you got to remember,
0: there was a whole storyline with Batman where Batman got amnesia and wore a different colored costume every day of the week, where we essentially had a rainbow Batman so he had a green costume one day, a yellow costume one day, a blue but costume one day cuz he had why? Amnesia.
5: Uh, amnesia, that's why. Yeah.
2: That's 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 see this, this is, like is why I stuck to marvel.
5: Still, to be fair.
1: Eh. <laughs> but but getting on Savant, it was funny because it's like, yeah, we well, just seen this badass. He's killed a bird and all that. He has it's and like, he's looking at everything and he is the first guy to run off the beat like oh. He's like I'm out I was of here. Like, oh man, I I <laughs> I, I fucking died. died. I Hit fucking right. died.
2: He watched everyone die.
4: I mean, we needed someone's head to get blown up.
2: Yeah. Right. Better. Yeah.
1: And then they end it with a bird eating his like the same
2: bird. Circle. It looked like yeah. the same bird.
1: Yeah. It yeah, was, yeah. It was the it same. Was. Yeah. But um, again,
3: still mad that they got rid of Boomerang. Like I, that was yeah. disappointing.
2: It was uh, a waste. Yeah. You bring back an original character from the first one. You should have at least. Allowed him, maybe he could have joined Harley. I don't know. did it as first. He was with the huh? Yeah, you got to actually see him use it this time.
1: Hmm. Yeah, he got to use the boomerang. Um, and again, you have Mongo who uh shout out to the actress who was actually in <laughs> um Wonder Woman as playing an Amazon. Um, and again, it just it just that beach scene. Um, again, Leroy, that beach scene when you see the movie. Film your reaction yeah. with that beach scene. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. That,
4: that beach scene is literally the DC's version of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs>
2: Deadpool,
4: <laughs> Deadpool oh, two, I, I it Deadpool two. It was Deadpool
2: yeah. two where he he assembled the X Force and then they were gone right after. That's what that was. That's,
0: that's also he just, is is is. And I, and I just have to ask: Was this was it editing or was it Javelin's actual Javelin that was? Creating all those colors and everything when Harley was using the javelin.
4: You mean the, you mean the things that she, like the birds she was seeing?
0: Thank yeah, you. was like that like editing, or was that like Javelin's actual power? No, that was
4: editing. everything I've read is like that's kind of what she was going through in her head. Ah,
0: because she's a fucking psycho.
1: I'm giving a five it, stars, I'm giving okay, it three I and a half. three and a half, three and a half.
0: She apparently from reports I was reading. She did that scene where she actually unlocked the lock with her feet and everything by herself. I, I heard yeah. about it. Yes, yeah, Gun yeah, that Gun actually crazy.
2: said that in an interview. She actually yeah. did it herself, and you don't get to you only get to see her face a little, but that she did it herself.
1: Law, you had something you wanted to add in. I saw you got hyped over there for a minute.
3: No, so for a quick second, uh that whoever that Mongol character is, do we know who the hell that was? Because yeah, a, um,
1: I, I that thought, is
2: her name thought, is Mei Ling Mei Ling Ning.
3: I thought uh, for a quick second they re like recast or like gender bent Mongol, and I was like, did they waste an od like powerful villain on like a throwaway character? I would have been so so upset, <laughs> so much more upset than I already was.
2: No, Apparently,
1: she's a Superman she's villain. A she's a twin woman
2: in um. She was also a stunt woman in um Wonder Woman.
1: But Mongol is a twin of another character that fights Superman. So it's like, oh, oh, okay, of and they kill Mongo, her off. the comp- with um, oh, she is yeah. the
2: daughter of Mrs. Mongal. Oh, she's yeah. is Mongal.
0: A, no way. According wow. to the DC, according to the DC extended universe stuff, she is actually the daughter of the powerful alien warlord Mongol.
2: Yeah, because Mongol wow. is I
0: thought was a guy.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Yo, what? Oh, is that This is Mongal, and they they specifically say Mongal, um, and when they pronounce her name. Oh, man. But she jumps in and she's like, I got this. Yeah. And then, ah, it (laughs) was... (laughs) Yeah, also, I was, like, was kind of like, What's I going with this movie? that? Like, thing, right? I laughed that entire
4: scene. Weasel drowning, like, I thought it was like hilarious, like something they're doing. But then when she jumps on the helicopter and then she starts doing the yacht, I'm like, Oh, this, this is all
1: fucked up. <laughs> it's, it's all, it's all terrains are fucked up. All right, so we're <laughs> at that hour. um And this hour, I am going to give the mic over to the voice and Leroy. Um, because, again, I want you guys to promote your show again this weekend. Um, but first, before you promote the show, uh, Leroy, tell us some of the stuff about you. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us some things that you're doing on the side and everything. And you know, are you ready for this Friday's match?
5: Oh, well, I'm big game Leroy. I'm the game changer. I, of course, I'm ready for Friday. You know, like this is what I do. I'm a little bit of a multitasker, you know, wrestling with my switch, kicking butt in the ring at the same exact time. So I'm more than ready for Friday. I got a lot of uh, different personalities, as Pete said earlier, but I think I bring a little little flair. And it's a video game themed show, and I'm a video game wrestler. There's there's no one else better for this show. There's no one better for suited to win this match, and to you know level up at this show. If it's Street Fighter, Tekken, Smash Brothers, especially, I'm I'm gonna pull out the victory no matter what fighting game we're representing.
2: Okay.
1: We got we got to get you into a fighting game tournament. Here Mortal Kombat
2: I'm playing. If it's oh, Mortal Kombat man.
5: I'm in there.
1: So oh wait, you know what? We're going to we're going to do two, Marvel vs
5: Capcom 2, and, Ooh, Marvel vs Capcom 2 Oh, Marvel vs Capcom is a good one. No, those are my only like I'm not great at mo- Well, the original Mortal Kombat I'm pretty okay at. Mortal we're going to have a to me.
1: We're going to have a nerd smash where we're going to see uh mac take on Leroy Green in Mortal Kombat. We got to see that. We got to set uh, that up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. No, he
0: said uh, No, Marvel vs Capcom 2. Speaking of things too. that Leroy green is doing, I do mm-hmm. want to also really give a really big shout out to follow. Also, not only we are wrestling, you know, again, th- there's a reason why I picked I the name for the man. company. We are wrestling. Cause I honestly, truly believe that wrestling is bigger than any one company and the, and the wrestlers that work for us and, and do what we, and do what they do for the companies. Uh, it's, it's about everyone that's out there. We, this is a community, honestly, um, Give a follow in Invictus Wrestling, well, yes, Invictus where, a- where Leroy Green is their social media champion. Yes, I am. Um, nice. the they have a show coming up. I think it's uh, September twenty fifth. Leroy,
5: yes, you you got it right. Yeah. We're gonna have a pretty big star in uh, Danhausen was just announced a few days
0: ago. Very nice. nice. Very evil. Can, <laughs> can you give me that? Same location, same location as this show here in the Knights of Columbus in Ridgefield Park. So Invictus mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling, where Big Game Leroy is a big part of what they do at Invictus, as yeah. well as uh, what they do over with the Polyam, uh, the Polyam movement, with uh, led by MV Young. They actually yes. have the Polyam movement. <laughs> Uh, whose birthday is today? Actually, Happy birthday, MD yeah. Young.
5: Yeah, um, happy birthday MV. Um, our king. <laughs> Polyam
0: Woodstock. Actually, a show happening in Woodstock, New York. Up, up there in Woodstock. So the Polyam uh, invading Woodstock. A mm-hmm. great thing going on there. Leroy, a big thing there. But of course, this Friday, this Friday night at the Knights of Columbus, One Hundred Six Bergen Avenue in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. We are Wrestling brings you its debut show. Wanna be starting something featuring nine quality, incredible matches. Seven of them first-time ever encounters featuring mm-hmm. Darius Carter versus the Pan African World Diaspora World for a yes. champion. A and and that belt, that title, yep. was recently recognized by Pro Wrestling Illustrated as an official world championship. Darius Carter right versus on. Trish Adora, who's actually also competing in the Ring of Honor Women's Championship Tournament. That, show, that match is on, on the card. Saive Al-Sabah versus Matt Cross. That match is on the card. We also have former uh, NXT and 205 Live superstar Anthony Green, the alternative Anthony Green. Coming to we are wrestling to face his hand-picked opponent, Rob Killjoy, one half of the uh, well, one third, I should say, of the ugly ducklings mm. uh, team, Rob Killjoy versus AG. Anthony Green is gonna be an incredible, match matchup as well. Cash flow Ken Broadway yes, going one-on-one yes, yes. on one yeah. up against MLW star Rich Richard mm-hmm. Holiday. That is going to be an incredible matchup. We have a tag team match. MSP, the, the gentleman formerly known as the Main State Posse, MSP, going into tag team action against the besties in the world. And the besties, a former Evolved tag team champions and making a very rare Northeast appearance. Uh, this is what's really, really uh, great. You're going to love their entrance theme, by the way. When you hear their entrance theme on Friday, everybody is going to love it. We also have the five-way style scramble match where you'll have the striker, the kick demon, Jani Kai, up against the powerhouse, the colossal Mike Law, against the hybrid, the American gangster Isaiah Wolf, against the monster, El Oso Blanco, Bruno, against the acrobat himself, the big game. Big game, <laughs> Leroy in that match. five-way style okay. scramble match, as well as triple threat match action as the gifted one, Yaya, takes on yo and Steve Pena in triple threat action. And two, that's right, two women's matches on the card. We've got Masha Slamovich up against Savannah Evans, and we've got Space Jesus, Billy Starks, up <laughs> against... The the scrunchy queen and the leader of the scrunchy squad, Becca. It is an incredible show. Nine matches. The pre-show match starting at about 7:30, which will feature three students. One from the worldwide dojo run by ROH superstar cheeseburger, uh in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A student from T2T, to Technique to Training, nice. a school run in Brooklyn, New York, and a student from the Limitless Dojo up in Maine. Uh, up in Maine, Those three students will be facing off in our pre-show match starting at 7.30. Tickets are still available on brownpapertickets.com. You can find it by looking up We Are Wrestling. Go to any of our social media, Instagram, links in the bio. Twitter, it's The Pit Tweet. Facebook, it's on our website. Click where it says website. It'll take you right to ticket $55 for a VIP ticket. Get you a front row seat. Get you an in-ring meet and greet with Anthony Green. Get you a fully signed, fully autographed event poster. That poster right there, fully autographed by every competitor on the show. And... And, and then you got front row tickets for $30, second row tickets for $25, general admission for 20 bucks. Listen, it's going to be one heck of a show. And to think it's only the first one, want to be starting something. And if you don't catch it live, if you happen not to catch it live and then you start hearing stories from your friends about the incredible show that you missed, don't worry We'll have it up for you on IWTV soon afterward. But guess what? You're gonna have to pay per match at that point. So why don't you just buy yourself a ticket, come down to Richfield Park, New Jersey, and catch the whole show live and in living color for wanna one- be starting something.
2: You should do commercials. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say. Like, I don't
5: know how. Listen, it. Like, he, like, that was like ten minutes. Oh, so good.
3: That's that good at most
1: listen he it is there's a reason why they call him the voice of the generation again pete that was an awesome promo for you guys i'm not excited to go today like we're gonna get gerald to fly up from wherever he's at to go to the show too i mean again Mm -hmm. guys head up the show go to um what was the website again Pete? brown paper bags
0: look up we are wrestling like i said you could also find the link in our bio on instagram it is also our pinned tweet on twitter and also if you go to facebook And look up "Wannabe" starting something. The event presented by We Are Wrestling. It is there as well.
1: Again, guys. Again, I want to thank all.
0: all At the door, tickets will be available at the door, but VIP tickets are pre-sale only. So the VIP tickets will be pre-sale only.
1: So I want to I want to thank you guys again for coming on, sharing everything. Um, I want to wish you guys luck with the event going on this Friday. Um, again, guys, I hope everyone has fun who goes to the event. I hope everyone's excited. Again, you heard it here. Get them tickets. Um, check out the show. Support everybody. That they, uh, again, have, he has given a shout-out. Support Leroy Green at the game, Leroy. Again, you guys want to follow <laughs> these guys. Yes. Um, but this has if been you another awesome episode. Yet,
0: go on YouTube. If you haven't seen it yet, go on YouTube and look up the incredible, the incredible scene between big game Leroy and one of the most toughest men I've ever met in the wrestling business, low key. They're, those two. <laughs> oh, incredible that man is terrifying. <laughs> Wait, you but, have not okay. Seen, I'm going to have
1: to find that link.
0: Yeah, if you have not seen what happened in that matchup, trust me, you missed a viral moment. So trust me, you're gonna to want to go check that out.
1: If it was Loki, I got I gotta see it now. That's yeah, it. no,
0: uh, I
5: wrestled the legendary Loki, and um, I, 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 he is literally the most terrifying man. And I said this before the match. I say it after the match. The most terrifying man in professional wrestling. And I wrestled him, and uh, you know, uh, I, I would I'll let you watch it and, just, and see what happens. Surprise. <laughs> <the Yeah>.
1: <laughs> All I have to ask is, how did you survive? We'll ask in the green room how you survived this kick. So, <laughs> but no, this has been another awesome episode. I want to thank you guys for coming on Vmac. I want to thank you for coming on too, being the guest host as well. Um, everyone was always awesome. I want to thank everyone who's chimed in on the chats and everything, because again, we love all you guys for your support and all that. If you guys are tuning in for the first time, please follow, like, um, get a show, good luck, thank leave you. it yeah, George, you got to get them on your show, bro. Go on, get them on Cast the Craze, bro. I'll tell you, it's going to be a fun time between you, Sam, Pete, Leroy, and everybody. So I'm I've already throwing that out there. But this has been your boy, um, Sebastian. It's your boy Law. And your boy Tone from across the hall. Night we want to wish you guys a good night. Stay tight. Peace. Good night. <laughs>